0: It never ceases to amaze me how much we often assume that someone else must have a much better handle on the things we struggle with, simply because they're more out there or doing things that we aren't. Self-doubt, as far as I can see, happens to pretty much every small business owner. If it doesn't much now, it might be because we've adapted or introduced a pile of effective tools to help keep it in check, but it's a rare person who hasn't had an attack or two along the way. When I say I've had massive issues with self-doubt, some people are often super surprised, I've had panic attacks that are so bad I can't breathe, huge issues with anxiety, and have a regular monthly meltdown, which I know is now mainly all about hormones, but for a long time I really used to freak out about it. Because self-doubt isn't something that we can see, We have to always remember that we often has it as an internalized thing. And I've learned that self-doubt is not just about what's happening. It's about how our mind and our body perceives what's happening. And sometimes those things are very different from reality. The biggest panic attack I ever had was an hour before our business won a huge award back in 2016. I've had them before speaking to a crowd that led to thousands of dollars in new business. My panic or my self-doubt was not anything to do with the end of the outcome. Our self-doubt is a warding bell though, to reset, refresh, and recenter. I'm going to walk you through 11 things that you can do today to start treating your self-doubt proactively if you find it's causing you problems. This was also originally recorded as a live. It was presented as a webinar. So if there's a little distraction here or then, that's why. I'm looking forward to working this through with you and as always, if you'd like to talk about this or find out more about how you can improve your marketing or your small business and running it, come along and be part of our Map It Marketing group on Facebook and for those of you that are new to the show, welcome, it's lovely to see you and hear you well for you to hear me and I don't see you I'm not that weird what did I say that for and for those of you that are regulars thank you for coming back again it's lovely to have you along for the show let's get started welcome this is Member Marketing and I'm your host Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. Welcome. Today we are talking all about how to manage self-doubt as a small business owner. My name is Rachel Plava, for those of you who don't know me, and I'm streaming this on a variety of different platforms at this time. So um, if you want to ask questions, you can um, ask them in, um, in the chat and hopefully I'll get them. If I don't notice your question, I will definitely come back to the platform you're watching on and take a look at it there and check. Um, but I will, I'm just pulling up now uh, Facebook in case I can see you on there so I can see it so that I can check if um, you've got questions as we talk. Uh, the reason that I'm doing this topic is actually because I asked in my Facebook group, at Marketing, a range of topics that people really wanted to have. And this one came up as one of the ones that people wanted to have as like, what do you do if you're a small business partner and you're just consumed with self-doubt? And self-doubt can have a huge impact, particularly on our marketing and how we present ourselves. And I think one of the things that people often find surprising uh, about me is I present myself. I often present as a very highly confident person, but I have massive self doubt. Uh, I have had times where, you know, I think that only the most terrifying, the narcissistic people don't have self doubt. Um, I have days where I'm crippled by it. I've had weeks or months where. I'm wondering about what I should be doing and stressing out. And it's got better as I've used the tools that I am going to be sharing today. But it doesn't mean that I don't have it. And often it's partly because, especially in small business, but especially in marketing, there's a lag. There's a lag between what we do and how we're starting it and then the success that we see from the end of it. And having a small business can be a very isolating or lonely thing. And, you know, I was talking, I've got a a coaching group. It's part of my uh, content marketing coaching called the Content Master Web. We've got a beautiful group of people in there. And we were talking about this topic this morning a little bit because one of the things that has surprised me about that group is the camaraderie and being able to understand that we're all actually on a journey together. And that's been a surprising thing for me to discover that, you know, that has been a huge benefit to the team, that yes, they're there because I have knowledge and I can help with skills and pulling things out. But actually, one of the things that people really love is being able to connect a few times a week with other small business owners, because It's a very lonely job to be a small business owner. And if you're not into networking meetings or you're isolated geographically or you're away from other people, you know, I think that this can be a really hard part of getting this um, information and going. So first of all, managing self-doubt as a small business partner, we all have it. I think that's a really important thing to do. It's normal to have doubt because we're striking out, if you've got no doubt, it's likely that either, as I said before, you're a bit of a narcissist, or it could be that you're just not challenging yourself or trying things, you're stuck in a rut doing the same old, same old, and so there's nothing there to kind of get terrified about a little bit, but self-doubt's normal. Um, Social media can also make it a lot harder. I do think that one of the things I find with social media, if I'm on it a lot, Um, and I'm going to talk a bit later about what I've learned around cycles and things like that for those of you that are women, is that I believe that one of the problems with social media is that we go into our own space a lot. While people are talking to us, often we're reading it with our silent voice inside our heads. We put a tone to it. We put meaning and extra layers onto it. And if we spend a lot of time consuming other social media, we can get filled with a lot of self-doubt because it makes it harder. It can intrude our thoughts and our self-talk and impact it. And I definitely have learned that when the self-doubt comes in, it happened a couple of days ago, I'd taken four days off, I was feeling really good and I had a break from social media and I came in and the first day I came in, I just was completely bombarded by all these other people that are in my space and they were doing this and this and this and I'd had four days where I hadn't done anything and I panicked, I panicked and I felt so worried about my success and what I was doing and I hadn't been there for four days and they'd done this and and this is ridiculous because it's just four days out of my life but obviously it's this thing of how we can so easily get overwhelmed by having this social media in our faces. So managing self-doubt is often about managing what's going into us which is part of social media. So Where does this self-doubt stem from? There's a whole lot of ones and I'm going to rattle off a whole bunch of them and see if any of these reply to you. If they do reply to you, let me know in the comments Um, if you're watching a replay or if you're watching it live. Let me know in the comments if any of these relate to you. Uh, but obviously, sometimes it can be something that's already pre-existing before we were a business owner. So it can be an overall lack of self-confidence. So it can just be that we just weren't confident anyway as people. And so, and being a small business owner can really just ping on a lot of our existing confidences. Um, as some of you know, um, I've had a bit of a health journey this year. And one of the things I found quite interesting is people would have always saw that I was confident in public, and I definitely was. But I didn't realize before I dropped size, because I think our culture has so much of a culture around accepting or not judging or not any of those sort of things around size in terms of like whether it makes you an acceptable human being. I've got a whole lot of thoughts about that, not necessarily positive ones around how society does it. But what I've discovered, and I've talked to other people who've also had significant weight loss, is I appeared confident and I definitely was confident, but it took a lot of energy to be confident uh, because I'd have to kind of steal myself before I went into a social situation. And as I have dropped weight, I've discovered that I don't do that as much. and so It's not exceeding a lot of energy. It's hard if you have areas that, you know, set you apart or different, if you've got a disability or if you have a, even if you don't have a disability or you don't look different, if you feel you look different, the energy involved in having to appear confident or to work on your confidence can be very draining. And that's a big ask for us. So, you know, an overall lack of self-confidence can obviously be a thing. Um, Obviously, some of us may have mental health issues. So if we've already got depression or clinically um, diagnosed anxiety or we have other things going on, if we're neurodiverse, um, and so we're a lot more open and it's receptive to understanding micro expressions and expressions and all those sort of things that can cause a problem. Um, if we just have general anxiety, I, I don't have an anxiety issue, but there are definitely days hormonally that I have anxiety. I've got one to two days a month where I feel anxious and I know how to manage that, and I'll talk about that a bit later, but it can just be an overall general anxiety that can impact my confidence and my self-doubt like it will make me feel like I doubt myself more and then there's that I uh, feeling of not feeling supported so um, I know you know from people that I've worked with sometimes your partner doesn't support you um, sometimes it could be that you don't feel that your friends or family understand the bent the thing around being a small business partner you might be juggling a, 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 work, a full-time job and your business you might be also juggling your um being a parent and all those sort of things and and that's hard you know I was talking about this with a client earlier on the week and she's got a husband and wife team and we delivered the marketing strategy and she said right I'm going home and telling my husband it's going to be either the marketing strategy or cooking him dinner every night he's going to have to make the choice because I'm not prepared to add more stress onto my life which I thought was a very good thing and I did think about that you know I'm I I work with Rod in my my business and he's amazing and he's really good, like he cooks dinner and stuff. But, you know, I was talking about with my daughter this week and saying, you know, even though he cooks dinner, I'm still the person that makes sure the food is in the house. And all those different things can sometimes eke away at us, especially if we're juggling other things and stops us feeling supported and who we are and what we do. Um, So it can be that. It can be that we're following the wrong people for us. I could be the wrong person for some people and the right person for others. There are definitely people that I have tried to follow because they're well-respected, people love them, who just give me anxiety and make me feel like I'm not doing a great job. And there are other people that I don't have that feeling for. And it's not like because they're doing it so better. It's often because they might be the way they convey what they're doing is highlighting so many areas that I don't focus on, but then make me freak out that i meant to focus on those areas. So like that can be part of it. It can also be um, not having a clear plan. You know, often we feel anxious or we feel doubt because we're not 100% certain where we're going. We haven't worked out a clear plan and goals around our cash flow, around you know when we're going to bring people on what sort of growth we're going to have what our values are who we are how we're moving forward and not having that plan can really make a dif- make a difference to that self-doubt and obviously i'm biased in my marketing strategist it's what i do is i help people create those plans but i know for me as someone i used to then go oh my gosh you know because i write our plan and then i often wouldn't like look at it enough But it's because I've got ADHD and I've since learned that with ADHD and other neurodiverse, we often just need to make the plan and then it's in our head. We don't have to often look at it all the time. It's good to go back to, but it's not something there. But not following that plan, not having the clear plan, not following it, not remembering our end goal can all give us that idea of self-doubt. And then obviously also, and this is a really big one, um, I'm not this person. I am a complete action taker. But if you are one of those people that do tend to spend too long in the research phase and at any point and not taking action, because one of the best ways to manage self-doubt is to take action, to move yourself forward, even if it's a small step, you know, taking one little step and it doesn't even have to be related to what you do. Um, This is one of the things that I think has been, like for me, I've this year I've developed a really good solid daily walking habit. And so no matter how I feel, no matter what the weather, no matter what I want to do, I go out and walk. And what I've learned is, is that walk has helped me with self-doubt in my entire life and my business, because it's just putting one foot in front of the other and moving forward. It's that action forward which can really help us if we have self-doubt. We are so likely to freeze and stop and when we freeze and stop all we've got is our time and our thinking around what we're doing and it can make it really tricky. So here's some tips of how you can manage self-doubt as a small business owner. I have 11, 11 tips. Number one, Reduce your circle and filter your feed. I've already mentioned that. It's so important for you to realize you have the power to choose on social and offline who you hang out with, who you talk to, who you listen to, who you allow to have as impact in your life. And I, several years ago, had massive, massive issues with anxiety and it wasn't until I realized that it was because there were people in my life who were giving me this feeling of that anxiety, who was strug- I was struggling so much um, to manage it. And what happened was I discovered that as soon as I removed those people from my life, this made it possible for me to no longer have that anxiety in my life. So I think that that was a really key thing that was really important for me. Um, And so I really would want to focus on that, Um, making sure that you've got that. Um, So that's the first one, is to make sure that you you reduce your circle and you filter your feed. The second one is to make sure that you prioritize your self-care. And self-care isn't the, you know, the facials and the massages. Those things are great. I love those things. Self-care here is about looking after the really important things. You know, not eating too much sugar because sugar can make us anxious, making sure that we're moving our bodies every day, finding time for ourselves. I have really learned that when I am struggling with doubt, it often is an indicator that I haven't had enough time in my own head. And I find that challenging. I have a family business. My daughter drives to work with me most most days. She drives home with me. So those times where I could kind of defrag and kind of like get my head right aren't there. Um, I then have at, at work and office. I often have those people there, and then as soon as I get home, it's often jump into being a mum and doing all those things. And it's so easy to have this business have this business that never ever gives me my life. Never gives me any space or time. Um, and so I really think that one of the big key things that we need to do is make sure that we don't put fill our lives so much. So first one was reduce your circle, filter your feed. The second one is to prioritize your own self-care. Like that's really key. And it's good self-care. The third one is to set boundaries around your own time, your own energy and people. So let's talk about time. One of the big things for me that really helped me to learn how to manage my self-doubt was to block out time in my calendar for me to get stuff done so I knew that I'd be able to achieve it, so that I go, here's my day that I do marketing or here's my day that I work on this. This is my day, for example, that I do content creation and webinars like this. Um, It's a Thursday, so this is the day I do it. And I also work with my coaching group this day. And I have time in that to be free for creative because that's really important. Now, I'm telling you that. And so you're going to know that. So if you t- if I say to you, I'm really busy and booked this week, that day is blocked out for that. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to book you in that time if we were going to work together. Now, there would have been a time where I would have been like, my client's time is more important than my time. So even though I know I need that time to make sure I survive and have and uh, confidence and I can get my work done, I need to prioritize their time anymore. We can run a better business, a more profitable business if I prioritize and have boundaries around my time. I also used to work nights and weekends. I don't do any of that either. Does that make my time more difficult? Yes. Does that mean I don't get everything done in my marketing? Yes. Does it mean that I'm moving forward? Yes. Sometimes we have to realize that by setting those boundaries, we're planning for the long term, which means sometimes we will not have a time to do everything and we have to prioritize our time. Same with energy, looking at how we manage that and obviously boundaries around people. If someone just makes you feel stink, we're going to hang out with them. That's as easy as that. So reduce your circle, prioritize yourself time, set some boundaries. Number four, only take feedback. This is really important. Boy, do I wish I'd learned this earlier in life. Only take feedback from people that you respect, you trust, and and people that you know, know you and love you. I will not take feedback from someone that I don't believe actually doesn't, in the end, doesn't like me or doesn't get me. And I used to. I used to take every piece of feedback that people gave me, good or bad mainly the mainly the bad let's be honest we don't listen to the good very often I would take every bit and I would take it as gospel even if that person had no investment in who I was was not understanding what my my who I was and, and where I was coming from and all those different things and they wouldn't take that into account and so that would cripple me in terms of self-doubt that made it very difficult for me. To, under, to be able to move forward because my feedback was being fed into me by people who didn't actually really like me that much or maybe had an ulterior motive that wasn't positive. And so now I just don't take that feedback back. I do take feedback from. I love feedback. I ask all the time. I don't mind being challenged. You know, my coaching clients, have challenged me people in my facebook that i'm not charging enough for things or people you know that i've worked with will give me feedback that i know love me and we get each other and my husband rod obviously who i immensely trust and respect and i know he loves me if he's giving me a hard word about something at work i'll listen to it because i know that he's got my best interest at heart as well. And so this is a really key part of that self-doubt is that if you're taking feedback from people who don't intrinsically love you and know you, you're going to have a problem. So we really want to make sure that we focus on that. Um, So that's number four. So reduce your circle, prioritize your self-care, set boundaries, only take feedback from those people that you respect, trust, and who love you. And number five, practice reframing. So I struggle, I struggle still. I have written probably over a thousand marketing strategies and I still on a regular basis have doubt in my ability to deliver a good marketing strategy because I always want to deliver a better one than the last one I did. And I used to be freaking out, especially if I had a client where I felt like I really wanted to have a good job with them, which is most of them, and I really wanted to like do something that was going to really feel, and I felt challenged by who they were, or they had a tricky situation going on. And I used to say, I'm not sure I'm going to have all the skills, and this client's going to think I'm a big fake. And I used to think that a lot. And now what I do is I reframe that. When I hear myself saying that sort of thing, I go, stop this, Rachel. Instead of thinking this, and then I say to myself, I'm gonna be challenged by this work, which is a good thing because it's an opportunity for me to go deeper and learn more. And the client's gonna benefit and I'm gonna benefit. And you know what? Every time the client will go, I can't believe the depth of the work in this work. I can't believe that this is ever you've given me all this stuff. And so I think that this is a really important one that we want to do is we want to actually focus on. Having this reframing as part of what we do. Don't be afraid to tell yourself to change the way that you're thinking because that will really help while you're doing it. Um, So, we're going to reduce your circle, prioritize self care, set boundaries, only take feedback from those you trust, practice reframing. And number six, stay actively in the doing. I speak publicly, I love events. If I've had a big gap between events, I have filled with self-doubt and terror. I am a nervous wreck. I am not in a good place. I will get in the car and I'll drive there and then I'll have to ring someone and say, I can't do this. They're going to hate me. They're all going to laugh at me. I'm going to be useless. I won't remember what I'm saying. I have a meltdown. And then I do it. I love it. And then I'm like, get me in there again. I want to do it again tomorrow. And I've really learned that the bigger, the Breaks is when the fear grows and has an opportunity to grow. So for you, I want you to stay actively in the doing. If you take a break, if you go, I can't do this anymore, it's harder, it's harder to stop. The way I see it is, um, so I I walk in the mornings, but sometimes I also run. And the way I see it is that I've got a couple of big hills. And if you take a break, a halfway up a hill when it's hard going, It's harder to restart than if you just keep on plodding through that break and keep on plodding up that hill. And so continue to actively do and moving us forward, keeping that momentum going is so important. And sometimes we will get breaks, you know, like naturally, like with speaking and things like that, you know, I don't go and do that every day. But it's just remembering that the fear will be there bigger when that happens and to help work that through. I don't know if this is helpful for you guys at the moment. If it does, let me know in the messages um, if you're able to do that. And otherwise, um, we'll go on to number seven. Um, So the first one was obviously, so reduce your circle, prioritize your self-care, set boundaries around your time and energy and people, only take feedback from those you respect and trust, practice reframing, stay actively in the doings. And number seven, get support. I think this is one of the ones that I said, you know, before, you know, in the content master web that people have said that it's not just the training, it's the camaraderie friendship and care. And, you know, I never really understood the power of group coaching. Um, And if if marketing is your thing, obviously, you know, that marketing is the area where you feel the self-doubt and you want to do that, obviously, I would love to be that person and do that with you. But it is really about finding that group. And you don't have to do it through a paid tool like with us. It could be using a group like my Facebook group for marketing. It could be just connecting with people on LinkedIn and commenting in the post. But it's about finding other people that you can connect with and build a relationship with. Because when we start to do that, we realize that we're not the only ones. And we feel so good about it. it. make us feel so good and so connected. And it takes away that fear of isolation of there's something wrong with me because I've got this doubt because it's so normal. So reduce your circle. Prioritize your self-care. Set boundaries. Take feedback from people that you like and trust. Practice reframing. Stay active in the doing. Get support. And number eight, have a plan. Stick to it and know it. Having a plan is essential. If we don't have that plan, if we don't know where we're going, it's really hard. I'll often, like, you know, we'll have months. We've had months this year where the sales have been quite quiet. I think a lot of people have had that this year. And we've had months where the sales have been quite big too. Um, But when the sales are quiet, I panic. If we've had a run of having an inquiry every day and then we have nothing for a week, I panic and I freak out and I start doubting, and I'm like, "What's going on? Is it my marketing? Because I'm in charge of marketing. Is it my marketing? Is it my message? Forget all the success I've had in the past. That week can kill me, um, you know. And it's and I've learned that there are pauses in our in our businesses. There are natural pauses, but that week can kill me. Um, And Rod's so good at reminding me and going, hey, we've got a plan in place. Don't go and jump in and try and do something to rescue this, which is what I wanna do. Um, Don't come in and try and find a quick fix. Let's just walk through together the plan. Do we believe in the plan? Yes. Are we moving towards it? Yes. Are you doing activity towards it? Yes. Stick to the plan, know it, keep moving forward. So you need to have the plan. If you don't have the plan, you need to make the plan and then you stick to it, and you know it's going to work. That's number eight. Number nine, and this is one that I think is really important, particularly for women. I track my moods every month, and I wish I had done this since I was 13, but I haven't. I started it in my late 40s, um, but I'm aware of all my hormonal stuff. So I know that there are two days a month where I am very much susceptible to anything that is self-doubt. Um, And so I avoid social media during those times. I pull back, I go quiet, I think about those things. But I'm also aware of life stuff. Um, At the moment, I've got one child who's potentially, you know, leaving school and going on to something else. I've got um, other changes with my other girls. I've got, you know, other changes in, in my life around some stuff that are good changes, but they're big changes. I'm juggling bits and pieces around other things that I'm doing. I'm personally going through quite a lot of self-discovery around what I'm doing and things like that and all of those things add pressure to us and so I have to remind myself to be kind to myself and you need to remind yourself too. So we need to be aware of those things and and take it tapping into that and understanding that we just need to be kind And that sometimes that self-doubt's coming for things that are nothing to do with our performance, that to do with hormones or just our external life. So reduce your circle, prioritise your self-care, set boundaries, only take feedback from those you trust, practice reframing, get support, have a plan, be aware of any hormone, life or other stuff. And number 10, remove unnecessary pressure. Um, This is about you. I am the worst person at pressuring myself. Let me tell you what I'm currently pressuring myself about. I am pressuring myself because I have a Pinterest account and I know that I get more listeners on my podcast when I do Pinterest pins promoting it. I haven't done any, product for the last 25 podcasts. And all I've got to do is get myself organized to do that. I can say that, but I've actually got a lot of other stuff on at the moment and the energy required to give that job to her at the moment just feels a bit too much. And I can do two things. I can, one, focus on building up my strength in the other stuff so that it becomes possible or I can beat myself up about it, which I like doing, and then I don't do any of the other stuff either because I'm stuck and paralysed. And so, or that third one obviously would be just to go, look, I'll just get that out of my way. So I'm not thinking about it. At the moment, that's not the path I'm choosing, just so you know. Um, But but removing the unnecessary pressure, it's unlikely that anyone else is assessing your performance the way that you assess your performance. So be really aware of how much pressure you're personally putting on yourself. That's number 10. So let's just do this because I'm going to get to number 11 in a minute and it's the best one. Reduce your circle prioritize your self-care, set boundaries around your time, energy, and people, only take feedback from people that you like, know, and trust, practice reframing, stay active in the doing, get support, like the content master, get some coaching, a group coaching program is great, or one-to-one if you prefer, have a plan and stick to it and know it, be aware of any hormone, life, or other stuff, and acknowledge it and understand that that's part of it, remove that unnecessary pressure. And the last one, and this is my favorite, celebrate and affirm your wins. One of my favorite things to do is if I get a really beautiful email from someone or someone says something nice to me, I screenshot it, I save it either on my phone or on my laptop, and I have a little folder as my little swipe file of little good things. And it's a really good place to go on a bad day, to go and go, hang on a minute, I might be saying that I don't make a difference in anyone's life, my products never sell, people don't care about this, people don't do this, whatever the thing is that's going on for me or for you, but here's this testimonial, here's this spontaneous feedback, here's this person that came back. I had one recently, Um, I met with someone when I very first started Identify, and I made her for coffee. She never became a customer. Um, and this is, when I, this is one of the reasons I stopped meeting people for coffee, to be honest. I spent about an hour and a half with her, never paid me or anything. Um, and she messaged me out of the blue and said, you changed my life and you're the reason I have a multi-million dollar turnover business now. And part of me was a little bit like, this is why I stopped the, the coffee meetings because um, I obviously gave so much value in that free coffee thing. But the second thing I went is, wow, I had that impact in an hour and a half and this person's carried that. This is something that I need to remember and remind myself of. And it really helped me understand. And, and so I read those things. I'm having a bad day. Save them and read them to help yourself beat that self-doubt. Look, let's sum up. We know that you're going to have bad self-doubt sometimes. It's normal. And if it's a big thing like a mental health issue, obviously that needs to get sorted. You need to have that external support and seek that out. But for most of us, it is something that is just part of the journey of owning a business. And so if you've got it, use these tools. We've gone through these 11 things that you can do to be proactive. And I think that word proactive is really key here. Self-doubt will be fed by inactivity. Self-doubt is fed by not being proactive. But what we want to do is step forward and manage that self-doubt so that we understand that we are beyond that. That is not who we are. And we can grow from that. I hope this has been really helpful. And um, if you've got questions, do put them in underneath the live stream and I'll come back and answer them for you. Um, and also, if you just found this helpful, I'd love to know at the bottom. I will save that for my swipe file for those days where I'm suffering from self-doubt and hope that it makes me feel better on those days. Have a beautiful week and um, yeah, this will be a podcast in a couple of weeks if you want to listen to it again there. I hope you found this really useful around how you could better manage your self-doubt. One of the things I mentioned in here was the importance of hanging out with other people and if that's you, if you know that that's what you need, I'd love you to come and talk to me, Rachel at rachel.identifermarketing.co.nz and talk to me about my group coaching program. I started it to help train people on how to do their content marketing and we do that every week. But you know what? The thing that my clients love the most is we get to talk as a group of like-minded small business owners and the support and the community that we've created is just second to none. We love it and I'd love you to be part of it too. It's a small amount every month and you get to spend two hours one-on-one with me and there's well, one on group with me and a group of other small business owners. We have lots of information and sharing plus you get to develop your content marketing every week. If you like to talk about it, come and drop me a line. Otherwise, come and talk to me for free in our Facebook group, Map It Marketing. Join and ask questions. And if you've got a tool that you use for your self doubt that I didn't mention, let us know. We'd love to know. Otherwise, I'll talk to you next week. If you've loved this show, please do rate and review it, save it to your favourite so that you've got it again and share it with a friend so that other people can find out about it. And I'm so pleased you listened today. Thank you so much for sharing some of your precious air time with me and I hope it helped. Talk to you next week. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you loved this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.